College is a time for a fresh start. It's a time for many of us to start a new chapter in our life and find out who we're really going to be. College is when you try on numerous identities and experiment with new ideas before your influx personality calcifies into an adult shape mold. Some experiment with sexuality, others may experiment with drugs, and some may experiment with the primary urge to devour human flesh. This is It Records. Welcome back, all you creatures of the night. This is Matt Johnson, out from the shadows, back again here on the It Records podcast. Thanks for joining me. But I'm not alone. <laughs> there are other people here as well. You're never alone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll haunt you when we die. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pete and Lynn, thanks for joining me again for... For once again, the It Records podcast. Thanks for being here. You guys are real troopers. Got nowhere else to be. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm here against my will. Yeah. I signed a 100-year con, No, a 99-year contract is what I did. Fine mm-hmm. print. And, and your soul. Yeah. You sold your soul here as well. <laughs> but then after that, I get it right back. You know, it's just 99 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay has a clause in hers. She can opt out at any time. You didn't say anything about any clauses. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, though, if you didn't pick up from the intro, for this week on the film, we did a 2016 French-Belgian film entitled Raw, or its original title, Grave, directed by Julia Ducarneau, and she was also the writer of the film. Oh, they changed the name from Grave to Laura? I I didn't know that until after I'd seen the film and I was like just doing some research. And if you actually Google like Raw 2016 film IMDb, the first result will be Grave 2016 film. And and then Raw will be in parentheses. So that's, I think it's actually what it's known as in in France is Grave and then internationally it's Raw. That's interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was my pick this week. I went out and picked Raw. And if you haven't heard of it, it follows um, a character named Justine. She is a vegetarian who's going to veterinary school where her sister goes. And during a hazing ritual, she is forced to eat meat. She's a vegetarian. And from there, she. Not just meat, but raw de- kidneys of a rabbit. As like a some sort of hazing ritual. Mm-hmm. For, for all the vets, all one of you vets have to eat raw animal organs. When I was watching this movie, I'm like, man, the French are fucking crazy. <laughs> but I was just like, oh yeah, this yeah. is just a movie. <laughs> just yeah, it's all fictional, Pete. It's just so shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And from eating that raw meat, she. I guess gets a taste for human. Do you think it actually was kidneys of a rabbit? Do you think it actually was human meat? Because she, because she develops like the stereotypical urges of cannibalism. Like when they don't eat meat, they like, I forget what it's called. It's like, they get like the shakes and then they they, like scratch themselves. 
So I was expecting mm-hmm. that they actually gave her human be- meat, which is why she developed a taste for it. I didn't think of it like that. And, and she does have those same those qualities you said if you eat human meat. Those like your body kind of revolts and you have like the shakes which she has. But I just kind of thought it was uh, raw meat and raw animal meat. And yeah. she's vegetarian. But then I even suspect that even more after kind of knowing the ending. I don't want to spoil yeah. anything yet. But even more so, I was like, oh, it was probably definitely animal meat. But I could see that being possibly human meat in that first hazing ritual. So Either way, it was disgusting. Yes. Matt is two for two for disgusting movie picks. Let everyone know that. Thank you. Oh, Thank man. you very much. Is my is my other one I spit in your uh, grave? Ah, yes. uh, yeah, but it's okay. terrible. Just want to make sure. So I don't know if it was that or Scream no, or scream. which one. Is. Come on. <laughs> scream is so is mainstream. Iconic. It's so mainstream. <laughs> Fine. It it's interesting you bring that up too because uh I I chose I spit in your grave because I wanted to do an exploitation one back back when we did that. And I originally wanted to do Cannibal Holocaust, which was vetoed at By the me. time. <laughs> yeah, that was vetoed. So I chose a cannibalistic one now. But I would ask you guys then, um, you said a gross movie, but would you say this falls into that same exploitation category as like I spit on your grave or Cannibal Holocaust? Like, it, you feel grossed out, but is it really exploitation horror? I was just thinking about this and wanted to talk about it too because it made me think of the same exact moment that you're talking about. And I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. It's different. I There's something, I don't know if it's maybe because it's a French film. They got a little bit of class. <laughs> it just makes it, he's like, you know what? This is a classy way of doing cannibals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's just like shot obviously a lot better. I mean, it's pretty easy to do that when just by today's standards of technology. Um, but I feel like this director is very talented. Like like you said, she wrote it too. So like, I'm interested to see what else she does because it seems like she has a talent for making horror. Like She succeeded in making me feel really grossed out and creeped out the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the grossest movies I've seen in a while. And, and even with that, there's there's really only three scenes where like human flesh you you see kind of like a cannibalistic scene but yet you do got to get you get that eerie kind of unnerving feeling i feel like the whole film like something is going to happen always yeah i was like on edge like the whole time yeah so i don't know if this is like spoilers but I was just like confused. Mm-hmm. I won't go. I'll avoid the ending talk because that like definitely was like a bigger reveal than like everything else. But as we see that her tendencies were like wanting to eat meat and like like eyeing up her gay roommate like in a loving way that she wants to eat him. I don't know. <laughs> she she like she like wants the. You could see her, like, later on, like, she tries biting him and stuff and succeeds in biting him. But 
is there like more cannibals in this movie besides her sister like is there like a secret society of cannibals or is it just like them like i I was like thinking like like the like the reason why they're like hazing and then like they're calling her sister's calling these people traitors is like there's like a secret group of cannibals that succeed in this veterinary school <laughs> and whoever doesn't like change like gets like booted or eaten or whatever i, I don't feel know. like <laughs> i see i, I see uh, i didn't think of that but you know like how there's that scene where she just kind of go like she blacks out she goes crazy she's like eating from a corpse right at this party everyone's acting like that's pretty weird because it is right so and she's like ostracized after that. So, I would question that. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that that's kind of where my thought process was going when I watched it. But as it progressed, I think it's just the sisters, because the other people do kind of seem uh, put off by it, especially when there's yeah. that, that fight scene between the sisters and they're like biting each other. They're like. You guys are weird. Like, yeah, true. Like, they're not like, yeah, get her. It's like they they look kind of repulsed by it. So, I think it's just them. Um, yeah. And and if I if I may, I think, and I, I listened to several interviews by Julia Ducarneau. I sent you guys one. Um, it's pretty pretty fascinating listening to her, and I can put it on the website as the director but i think what she was trying to do with the cannibalism is it's just and julia ducarno does this with a lot of her other films like body metamorphosis films where she shows characters growing and like coming of age through physical transformations and this one is like cannibalism where you're like literally devouring other people to like gain social status sort of a thing and her skin's kind of falling off as you mentioned uh pete and she has like the shakes is like her kind of blossoming into like uh a new person in college so she's kind of using cannibalism as that metaphor and i think it's just her and her sister because that's who we're focused on yeah it is really focused on those two Mm -hmm. yeah And I found that interesting when she, uh, Julia Ducarneau was talking about why she used cannibalism. She says, one, it's always a taboo subject, just in general, in society or horror films, to make a cannibal film. People are already kind of grossed out by it. But she wanted to make one, she said, that took the viewpoint of a cannibal, where when you watch cannibal films, it's really the other. They're the other person, like in Cannibal Holocaust. Um, it's not generally from your, your protagonist. And she wanted to make it so you kind of empathize with that person. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, I think, yeah, I can't really think of an example mm. like a, of whether that's the case other than this. Yeah. And one of her tactics, she said, to kind of make you empathize with uh, Justine, the main character, is uh, that hazing ritual at the beginning. 
where she was saying people were kind of picking on her and they like throw her their mattress out the window and make her eat meat. Oh it's so such an like, intense hazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I was they're like, not messing yeah. around. <laughs> no, so it's almost like you want her to attack these people. Or like in a typical horror, you're like, oh, she's gonna in whatever, uh get her revenge on these people for this hazing yeah. ritual and, yeah. and eat them because they made her eat raw meat and she's a vegetarian. I mean, That's... like, she goes to, like, a couple parties, too, where, like, like where she gets paint thrown on her, and then, like, they're, like, okay, they shove her in with, like, a some dude, and they're, like, don't come out to you, guys are green, because one guy's yellow, and the other, and she's blue, and it's just, like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> it's messed up. It's, like, what is, what is this fucking college? <laughs> yeah. And she bites his lip off. Yeah. Or, like, when you have, like... I mean, you you see time and time again where, like, these freshmen, like, their shit's just thrown out the windows and they have to go get it. And then, like, we talked about the fight a little bit, but, like, we see all these people gathering together. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember that scene? Like, it's near the end, I want to say, before we go into, like, the ending. But, like, they're, the, all these people are walking around with, like, blankets or, like... They look like they had, like, uh, like a stereotypical one night stand kind of situation, but it's like, it seems like it's like all these young kids that are freshmen that are, were drugged or something are coming off a hangover. I was just really confused what was happening. I guess I'm not a very observant movie watcher because like, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't really like take the time to process it, so... That's why it made me think, like, if there was, like, a secret society right. thing about it. Because, like, they, like, drugged all the freshmen to see what, what happened. Kind of, I don't know, like, this maybe they could get them to eat people or they could eat them. I don't know. I was trying to make sense out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the ending, I think, almost brings about more questions than resolution yes <laughs> it, it makes you think even more even 100 even as you're like you're you're starting to feel like oh this is where it's going it, it throws a curveball at you at the very end <laughs> yes yes it does but i think if we want we can get into that um for the sake of time because i, I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about with the ending to try to make sense of the movie so spoilers i'll throw that out there because we'll, we'll talk about the ending um i guess i suppose did the did the ending help you guys make sense of anything in the movie or did it just throw you on a different i field? mean it made sense as to why the parents were so like dead set against the meat thing you're like okay that's why like this has been such a, you know, ordeal throughout their life. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Peter, do you have... Did you enjoy <laughs> the ending? <laughs> enjoy is an interesting word. <laughs> um, well, we see... Well, we're just spoiling it now, right? Yes, it's spoilers. We're going to talk about the ending. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 
I'm just trying to make sense out of it. I ju- I literally just finished it before coming in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Justine wakes up to her roommate, who's gay, who she had sex with, mm-hmm. possibly killed, or her sister killed. Um, we see them murder weapon. Mm-hmm. Her and her sister are just covered in blood. His leg is eaten. Mm-hmm. Then she's arrested, but not Justine. At mm-hmm. least I think she's arrested. Some kind of psych ward or jail type situation. And not a whole lot of talking going on. And then she has a conversation with her dad. And I kept I couldn't stop looking at his lip. Because <laughs> his lip was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't notice it before, so I was like, "Oh man, something's happening." <laughs> so uh, I and I was like, "Okay, both parents are cannibals." Mm-hmm. And then he like talks on how, like how his mom about Justine's mom was like only had him as a friend in college because they met at the veterinary school, and he showed her showed her all the scars that the mom has taken out of the dad. So she's like the true cannibal of the family, and the sisters, I guess, picked it up hereditary wise. Is what mm-hmm. it seems like. Yeah, that's that's what I took, and I wasn't expecting that. Like, I I was expecting. Uh, Adrian is Justine's roommate, the gay roommate she had sex with, and Alexa, I believe. Killed and then ate, like, devoured his leg. Yes. And it, Justine didn't have any part of it because it, she had that, like, cut on her face that was bandaged. And she yeah. woke up and it was kind of, it was off and it looked like it was open and, like, something had bit it to kind of let us know that Alexa was also slightly eating her. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And Alexa also ate Adrian, which is Alexa's her sister. And Alexa's in jail. And I think. And it, you see through Justine where she's like, that's messed up. You shouldn't have done that. Um, and she kind of takes Alexa under her wing and like cleans her up. And I think kind of hands her over to the authorities, realizing that she has these urges, but she can't really act on them or she shouldn't act on them. She should control them, which I think is the overall metaphor of the movie, just on your urges and your emotions, being able to control them and not suppress them. But then when the dad goes into his spiel, about how their mother has been doing this for years, even at the same veterinary school as you guys, it it opened up a lot of new questions for me. Like, is it genetic? I get, or I guess maybe it's just supposed to be like this is a perpetual problem that not problem but issue everybody faces, where um, you're always going to go through these like have these urges, and you're just going to have to learn how to control them um, and not just succumb to them. So it wasn't just like an isolated incident with the sisters. It's with the mother, and then everybody probably does this somewhere else. Like the society you're talking right. about. Maybe there is. I can see the basis for that. You don't always... Um, in that uh, mm-hmm. regard. So you guys ready for Raw 2, then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for her follow-up, like with any movie. Yeah, she's... I just had it pulled up. She's done... Here she is. Um, a movie called Junior 
uh, I think it's Manage or Menage, um, which was at the the Cannes uh, Film Festival. She a lot of her movies are body metamorphosis. As they said beautiful cinematography, and they show. I, I it makes me want to go watch those. They're not like horror so much like cannibalism, but they showed his transformation through like uh, body metamorphosis and change. And she said she really enjoys Cronenberg, which I can kind of see. Yeah, that makes in sense. this film, the the king of body horror. Mm. So that's kind of her thing. Which I would say. So it seems like that's kind of her thing is the transformation gig. Mm -hmm. And I would say this one falls more in the body horror genre than any other. Oh, cool. Cannibalism. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it is, it is body horror. It is. mm -hmm. Yeah. More than exploitation, which you might get with cannibalism films. There was like some it like it could have been much more exploitative, mm-hmm. but there definitely were some scenes that really made me cringe, and like uh, <laughs> when she like was like <gasps> throwing up all her hair was so oh my gross. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so long. You guys, like... It was so long and gross. Yeah, it was very. It was a very pro- prolonged. I have had like show. intrusive Just thoughts sweet. about that scene, like when I'm eating something. Like I would think about like the next day, I was like, you know, living life, and I <laughs> thought about it because like I couldn't help it. It was horrible. That is like I think the worst one for me. I don't know. The other one that I'm thinking of, which is way grosser to me, is when what? First off, these sisters are weirdly close. Ah, I know what you're about to say. They did some weird close things, I thought. Well, well, like, you mentioned the shower when she was, like, cleaning her off. I guess, like, you're taking care of her because she's, like, in a... I don't know what's going on. It was a little weird. But her sister was like, oh, like, here, dress up for this party. And she's just like, oh, I was waxing at your age. And she fucking waxes her. Yeah, that was too much, too. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then I like led to like spontaneously events, and yeah, that was that was bad. It led to the first her tasting of yeah. She she ate her 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 sister's finger off, and at that point, I think we're led to believe that like Justine's the only one with this issue. And then it's revealed shortly later, like shortly uh, after that, that the sister also uh, has that in common with her. I guess with that, um, we should, before we go into Defend or Destroy, do you guys have any idea of uh, budget box office for this? I have some numbers. I'm thinking it's... Do you think it was a... I actually... thinking it's on the lower side. What's that? Lower side? Okay. I actually looked it up and I completely forgot what it was. <laughs> oh, well, well, well. <laughs> Do you think it was th- a box office success? I don't... I don't think so. I think it's, like, a, a success in other ways. Like, I think it's reached a, a better audience with Netflix. Like, I think... 
Like, a lot of people are. I, I seem like people that are into horror movies are talking about it, it seems like to me. I think it probably did better critically than commercially, if I were to guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget was $3.8 million American dollars. Do you think it made back three point eight million American dollars? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know. That's tricky because a lot of people were like walking out of the theaters. That is true. Probably not. Oh yeah, they did talk about that. Out. They talked yeah. about a lot of people were walking out. They were they were revolted. I'm guessing probably not three point million American dollars. It did not three point three million though. Wasn't far yeah. off, but not. Did not make back its budget at this point, anyway. But it is a huge critical success. I feel like any review I read, or at least the majority, 90%, were in favor of the film. It's 91 on Rotten Tomatoes, so... I think there's a lot of, like, really good horror movies out there that have a hard time reaching an audience. Like, just because it's, like, horror movies are very different now than they were, like even like 10 years ago mm-hmm. like they can't be as experimental as they were in years past because like i don't know movies are in a weird cycle right now or like it has to be a superhero movie or whatever to do very well true like you, you have you have like one or two really good horror movies that come out a year like and like like people they're very like people in like mother people didn't like the witch or like you also have people who really like the witch and mother it's like it's very like you hate it you love it like kind of like hereditary is another one yep um yeah i would say this falls right they have... oh, good. and it fall. what were you gonna say i was gonna say i think this one falls right into that category as well that you were talking about. i agree yeah. like there's definitely an audience for it but it like it, it takes some time to reach it like it's kind of like those cult movies of of years past like there were plenty of bombs oh yeah from in any history of movies but horror especially mm-hmm. where they reached a better audience like the thing for example that movie didn't make any fucking money back and that's considered a horror classic now yeah it, it really and like when you talk about horror remakes people go oh the thing or reboots, whatever you want to call it. The Thing, and just in general, everybody loves The Thing. <laughs> but it was not a success, you're right, at the time. Well, before we we go into Defender Destroy, I thought I would mention, with this film, uh, a lot of the people I saw in certain reviews wrote, this reminds them of Suspiria. Or someone wrote, Suspiria meets Ginger Snaps. You've seen Ginger Snaps? I have seen Ginger Snaps. And one of my friends even said, I, I recommended the movie to her, and she was like, uh, I'm confused. Reminds me of Suspiria. <laughs> Thanks for recommending. <laughs> I didn't get Suspiria vibes at all. I just, I guess because it's it's well, the female protagonist, but it, it has yeah. that like supernatural element that you don't really know what's going on like you said maybe there's a cannibal society uh yeah in suspiria is there witches is it ghosts what is it and you're just kind of 
uneasy the whole time, and I think it can be lended to both beautiful cinematography. Uh, Suspiria is, yeah, Suspiria is like very colorful and everything, and this one not as like it does have a lot of color, but I think it was just beautifully. I, shot. I agree that does have um, that in common with I Suspiria, agree with that. so I guess I could understand a Suspiria vibe. Mm-hmm. Like it even has that when they're outside, that gloomy, cloudy, bleak, uh, like Belgian. It takes place in France, but it's a, a French guy that kind of like it feels like it's. Uh, I don't know, surrounding them or engulfing them. And even the shots of the horse. It, it's a vet school. I was very unnerved by those scenes where they were like strapping the horse in to like, I don't know what they were doing. Probably just. Yeah. Oh my God. That really freaked me and, out. <laughs> it was very unnerving. And it's probably just basic veterinary practices to like do that to like help out a horse. And I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? This is weird. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I was like, is this animal abuse? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And I was like, oh, why are they doing this? Oh wait, they're they're this is a veterinary school. There's there's animals. That makes sense. <laughs> Can you imagine how heavy a fucking horse is? Like it was like, like eight people getting that horse. Down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's probably a, it, they're so big and muscular. Uh, they're very heavy, I would assume. Well, without further ado, I think we can defend or destroy Raw. Um, does anybody have any desire or urge to go first? <laughs> Take it away, Pete. I could go first. Okay. I I mean, it's a, definitely a hard movie to process for me. I watched it in three separate sittings to finish it. It was just like, I, I'd say it's hard to get through mm-hmm. um, it's not a movie you could get sucked in right away but I still defend it I liked it overall I, I we talked about how well shot it is and it really is it's a really well shot movie from what I can tell the acting is good I don't know I don't speak French but it seems like it was good mm-hmm. um, I felt uneasy the whole time so check mark right there. That's not, it's uh, not often where that happens for me anymore. I was definitely grossed out on multiple occasions, especially with her throwing up her hair. Uh, probably one of the grossest things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like scream. I was like watching it by myself, and I was screaming. I was like, "Oh, can you please stop? <laughs> it's too much." <laughs> Yeah, it has a lot of great qualities that I can't like really, like express, because there's just so many open-ended questions I have for the movie, which I think just like, is it a good thing too? But I wish I had more answers too. But then, then you could also have a worse movie if you have everything out for you. Yeah, and tied in a ribbon. To, yeah. So it's just like overall good. <laughs> cool. And and that's something I know the director, she was talking about in her interviews after a screening, and she said, I could tell you exactly what I wanted the film to be and mean, but I don't want to because I've heard so many people's different interpretations, and everybody has a little bit of the right idea, but I think that's what makes the movie better, is you guys taking from it those little pieces that stuck with you, 
and really made you question the film or question yourself instead of me just being like, here's what I wanted to do because that's my interpretation. So she kind of wa- she wanted to leave it out there for because people have said this is a pro vegan film, it's a feminist film, it's uh, like a coming of age film. Um, there's no there's no mean to this film. It's a boring film. It's too gross. Like, and people have all these different ideas. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. funny that you say a vegan pro vegan <laughs> film. Like that's that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll launch into my Defender Destroy. I, I mean, I picked it this week. Um, I, I'll just start with I, I defend it. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I've been meaning to, to watch it and put it on the podcast for a while because I did. I recommended it also in the little Halloween horror section that I did um, to watch Raw. And maybe I'm just drawn. I really like Suspiria. I'm drawn to these types of foreign, foreign. I guess unsettling. Um, not conclusive films, but I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought the acting was well. I thought the 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 score was great. I think there was strong metaphors for it could even be seen as not even a horror film. There are some gross sequences, but just some sort of a drama with some unsettling uh, moments in the film. So, and it really opened my eyes to Julia Julia Descarnaux, who I'm gonna watch some of her other movies now. And the director and writer of this film. So I defend it and I recommend it. It's on Netflix now. And I'd also like to make one final point with the trailer, if you watch it, that it was her intent. If you watch, there's no dialogue. And that was a, a deliberate choice to not put any dialogue. And it's the score for the most part in the film, uh, in the trailer, and, and just these images of people. Um, whether it's her, like, Convul- convulsing in the bed or you know biting into Adrian's arm that's like a, a sequence I remember from the trailer so it really speaks to her strengths of those body metamorphosis films she wants to show transformation through people's motions and their actions and not what they're saying and she was made that very deliberate in the trailer so full-fledged defend for me I guess and I'll, that'll be <laughs> it I'll shut up alright well uh, rounding us out I didn't like this movie at all. Uh, so it's going to be a thumbs down for me. Um, I just don't really care for it. Um, I didn't really think the plot was very good. Um, I think it tried too hard to be over the top. Uh, and I think it's a little overrated for all the praise that it seems to have received. So um, I will say that I've never seen anything like this before, ever. And uh, yeah. Destroy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I respect All that. Right. So no unanimous Yeah, I think it's a defend. good thing, though, you know? We've been having that, a lot of that... unanimous... Uh... I know, that's what I was trying to think, is when... Did we all... When's the last one we haven't all defended or destroyed? I think it's interesting that Lindsay is the, is the one who uh, broke away, because usually... Yeah. I think I, I, I think it's me who disagrees. It's either person. me or Matt. I feel like who disagrees, like. Uh, right. Yeah, we're the usually the the odd one out. <laughs> we're the we're the more opinionated. Sometimes it ones. just takes a really like yeah. disgusting movie, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, like a cannibalistic movie where there's 
hair vomiting. Like I still like get it. flashes of that scene, like you know. Yeah, it's pr- today even. You know, it's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. that's probably like you know has a lot to do with my dislike of it. It's like burned in my mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good to know. Good to know if I recommend Cannibal Holocaust again. It will get <laughs> Fight both of us. Down. I don't even have to see it at this point <laughs> to know that uh, it's going to be a no. I think that concludes this week's It Records podcast on Raw. Um, get at us on Facebook or Twitter if you have any ideas for the show you want us to do. Um, you can look at our website. There's a new blog up from an inspiring A writer. very good blog. Um, he's really got some cool... Check it out. <laughs> he's got, got some great thoughts. It's me. It, I, I wrote a blog on um, the Suspiria remake. <laughs> uh, I, I just compare the original to the remake. I, I, I recently saw the remake. So I just kind of compare and contrast them. And it's on the Facebook as well. But until next time, I'm Matt Johnson, and I will remain in the show. I don't know. I don't know what I got. I was going to try to make a joke about wrestling raw, but then I couldn't quite figure it out. <laughs> 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 I'm Lizzie Clark. Bye.